You're listening to the Audacious Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at our Chester campus. We know this is a great investment into your life. So tune in, listen up and stay focused. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. Hey church, how, how are you? Good. I feel like we're in a really good vibe today. I felt it when I came in this morning. The vibes were going off in the foyer. It is just a great day to be in the house. Just, I am like palpably excited to be here. Like, there is no place right now that I would want to be other than right here. And I hope that that is what your heart is as well this morning. Because I believe that God is moving. He is alive. He is on the throne. And he is going to speak to you right now. Um... Yeah. So I'm excited because I feel like I landed really, really well in this series. Um, Because last week we had the incredible Pastor Josh, who spoke on uh, Rocky. And I will say did some incredible accents. And I'm going to throw it out there, that's not going to happen today. I tried, I practiced, I failed. Um, But I've landed on my feet because I've got Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. It is an epic film. Not only that, I've warned Lounge that, um, you know, post-services, there's a rush for chocolate. It's not my fault. Um, I didn't mean to. It was, you know, it just happened. But I am excited to be here today. Excited to share with you today. I've been praying this week, asking God what he wants me to say. And I believe that I've got a hot word on my heart for you today, church. So tune in. Embrace the sweat. We are hot. There, we've, there I've said it. We don't need to say it again. It's hot. We're sweating. Job done. Brilliant. Okay, so uh, we are going to dive straight in because I want us to get a good lay of the land and we're going to watch the trailer for Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. So let's have a little look. Okay, I highly recommend it. <laughs> That's just putting it out there from the start. It is a brilliant film. But Church, I wonder, have you ever had that moment where you're like, right, i got to leave the house, got to be on time, and you go... Keys, wallet, phone, keys, wallet, phone, phone, keys, wallet. And you're like, you've got to give the pat down, haven't you, to try and look for, have I got my keys, have I got my phone, have I got my wallet? Or that moment where you're like, where are my glasses? I cannot find my glasses. I've looked everywhere. I've searched high and low. And then can we, you know, can we do it in unison? They're on my head. Sunglasses, glasses. That moment where you're searching for something, you're looking for something. And I had a moment a few years ago where... It was the night before we were going on holiday. And most people, if you know me, I'm a very organized person. I have, like, lists upon lists upon lists. And um, Joel and I were packing to go away. And uh, we were, you know, just getting ready. And I was like, right, I'll just get my passport. Yeah, uh uh-oh, is correct. Looking for my passport, went to go in the drawer, you know, where you keep... The drawer that has, like, just all the random bits, but all the really important bits. That drawer, yeah. And... uh, As you've guessed, the passport was not there. We then spent the next four hours tearing the house apart, trying to find my passport. I had rung my parents who were already abroad going, we're not coming in. Full, just hysteria. I'd already booked online to go to the passport office the next day to get a 24-hour passport to still be able to go. Anyway, we searched and we searched and we searched. We could not find the passport. I was... (laughs) literally, I'm not even going to lie, sat on the floor on the landing in our house crying, just sobbing, just to myself in the corner. (laughs) Wow, this is actually true. And um, Joel just happened to go into the study and open up a a book, a reading book, outslides the passport. 
out slides the passport. And now it makes complete sense. I'd been on mission away with that book and the passport was in the book. But have you always, we're searching for something, aren't we? Whether it's a passport, sunglasses, the keys, phone, wallet. We are always searching for something. And in our movie today, we, um, we have the fantastic Hollywood tagline, which says, a young boy wins a tour through the most magnificent chocolate factory in the world, led by the most unusual candy maker. So candy, chocolate, just FYI. And um, in our movie today, we have Charlie Bucket, who finds the elusive golden ticket. He finds it, and he enters into this incredible journey, which gives him a chance to go to the chocolate factory, alongside four other children who also find their golden tickets. But... Basically, what we see in this movie, and it's super interesting, is that each character, we slowly learn more about them. We learn more about who they are. And the reality is that as we do in this, we see that they're all searching. They're all searching. You know, for Charlie, he, he was, it says in the, in the clip, well, you're just happy to be here. Like, he's just happy to be there. He's searching for something that is greater than just the life of poverty that he's living in. Or for the other children, they are searching, wanting to be approved, get this approval from Willy Wonka. They just want this approval. And for Willy Wonka himself, well, he just wants to find who to give his empire to. And sneak peek, he also wants to find family. We are all searching. And I want to draw out three points for us today that are going to help us unpack this a little bit more. So uh, we're going to dive straight in and we're going to go to our first movie clip. Charlie gets the golden ticket. He wins the golden ticket. And it's by like fluke or by chance or by a miracle. In the snow, he finds however many dollars it is. And then he goes into the shop. It's like the last minute. Not only that, but the, the previous ticket was a fake. It's like this is all meant to be. It's all set up that Charlie was meant to be going to the chocolate factory. And our first point that I want to say to you today, church, is that the ticket finds you. The ticket finds you. It's like the golden ticket came to Charlie. It's like it was meant to be. And so many of us can go through life searching for purpose, searching for love, searching for belonging, searching for that drive, searching for the journey we're meant to go on. But in Luke 19, verse 10, it says this. For the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. The Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. Do you know what? It's super clear. The Bible makes it so clear that Jesus came to seek us. We might be searching. We might be trying to find our next steps, our purpose, our drive. But when we go straight to the Word of God, it says that Jesus sought us out. He came to seek us. He came to seek you out, to show you your purpose, to show you your plan, to show you the love of God, to show you what God has in store for you. It's not a fluke or by chance. He seeks you out. He seeks you out. You know, it says in uh, 1 John 4, 19, we love because he first loved us. We love because he first loved us. He made the first step. He stepped out of heaven and said, I'm going to seek out the lost. He created a way for us to live in purpose. Jesus stepped out of heaven to give us that plan, that purpose. Today, church, know that you are sought out. You are sought after. 
He has a plan and a purpose for your life. A plan to give you everything that you could need and not harm you or destroy you. Because he loves you. He first sought you out. You know, it says often in the Psalms that, you know, we were, we were lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on the rock. We need to realize in our reality today, church, that without Jesus, we have nothing. Without Jesus, we are in the mire. We are in the muck. We are in living in just life without purpose, which if you think about living without Jesus, I'm not going to lie. It's not a life at all. It's not a life at all. But living in purpose and in drive, knowing what he has done for us, knowing that it is by his grace we are saved, the ticket finds you. The ticket finds you. I love that I can live each day going after what God has planted in my heart, what God has given me to get excited about, to get passionate about, to live in his purpose, what he's leading me to do. And you might be thinking, but Sarah, how do I do that? Think about um, the shepherd boy David for a minute, right? He was just a shepherd boy. He was not much to look at, not much to think at. But when God gave him his purpose and his drive, when he stepped into that, he defeated a giant. What does it look like for you, church, to step into the plan and purpose he's given you? When you accept that he has sought after you, when you accept that he seeks you out as an individual, it's not one kind of plan and purpose for all. It's like, no, he gives you individual plan and purpose and drive. What I am passionate about is not the same as what you are passionate about. That's what makes church. The ticket finds you. Church, God seeks you out and gives you a purpose. And today you can step into that purpose. Today you can realize what that is for you. Okay, point number two. I want us to start thinking about being faithful with what we've been given. And we're going to have a little look at the screens for our second clip. Wow, what a collection of characters we see there, isn't it? I love the bit that it scans across and he's just there with his chocolate. Like, just like, yeah, this is me. This is what I want. Um, I want us to read in Matthew right now. And it's Matthew 25. And some of you will know it already, but it's the parable of the talents. And the bit I want to look at is verse 20 and 21. And it says this. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five and said, Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I've gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Wow. We already know that God loves us so much. And if you don't know that today, let me tell you, he loves you so, so very much. So much he sent his son for you to die on the cross for you to give you that plan and that purpose. But my question to you, church, is what are you going to do with that? What are you going to do with what God has given you? He's given you freedom. He's bought your freedom on the cross. He gives you plan and purpose, but what are you going to do with that? Faithfulness now opens the door to what's next. Faithfulness now opens the door to what's next. Be faithful with what you've been given. If we look at the parable of the sower, we can see in the verses I've just read, there was faithfulness and therefore the amount doubled. You have a choice with what God has given you. 
We live in a world where it's really easy to be distracted, really easy to kind of get off center with what God has got for us because we're told so many things. We are bombarded by our culture today that says, you know, this for fulfillment, that for satisfaction, this to find your purpose. And so many things try and kind of stray us off the path. But we know that today, church, God is the only way. Romans 12, we've got to live in the world, but not of the world. We've got to live in line with what God has for us. And I find that interesting for us because sometimes it can be hard, right? Let's be honest about that for a minute. It can be hard. But when you step into his plan and you step into his purpose, it changes everything. Let's look, look at our characters. Okay, Augustus Gloop. I mean, we already saw in the video, he really liked chocolate, right? I mean, more than just a little bit, so much so if you watch the movie, he like falls into this river of chocolate and he just was all about greed. He was all about um, indulgence, getting what he could get, getting more, 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 going after everything. Veruca Salt, the spirit of entitlement. Daddy, I want another pony. Like she just wanted the next thing. I want, I deserve, I need this. She's completely spoiled. Violet Beauregard, the spirit of performance. You know, we saw in the clip, go on, keep your eyes on the prize. Like, this is all that she knew. And Mike TV, just a spirit of complete arrogance. <laughs> you know, because he just thought, I'm the best. I look down on you because I've got it all sorted. I know what I'm doing. But the interesting thing for our characters here, they all got a golden ticket, right? Yeah. They all got a chance. They all got an opportunity. They all got to go into the, the factory. Yeah. But they wasted it. They wasted their opportunity because they let the spirit of greed, the spirit of entitlement, the spirit of all these different things take over. But when we look at Charlie, he made it to the end. Oh, FYI, he made it to the end. <laughs> Spoiler alert, he makes it to the end. He remains faithful. He was humble. He didn't ask for more. He just accepted what he had. He didn't allow the inf inferiority of not being like the others to distract him. He remained grateful, and he absolutely embraced the opportunity. Church, what's God done in your life? What's he given you in your hand? Are you being faithful with it? We talk about God being a faithful God, that he's our provider. He gives us all that we need. But are you being faithful with what he's been given to you? Ask God to show you, to open your eyes to how he views the world. And how you can use what he's given you. How you can be faithful. How you can step into that purpose. It takes you to do that. You and your relationship with God. You think about Charlie. He goes on to inherit the factory. Not only that, but Willy Wonka gets a family. The family he never had. And we're going to watch our third and final clip. <laughs> Brilliant. Our third and final point today is there is a promised inheritance. We know who God is. We know his faithfulness. And we are heirs of Christ. Just like Charlie and uh, Willy Wonka got their inheritance, we have a promised inheritance. Church, it's not like it's kind of like, oh, well, you've done this wrong or that wrong. You don't, you don't get the inheritance. It's no, I love you. You get the inheritance. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. 
Look at the inheritance we've got. It's undeniable. We get to know the unconditional love of God. We get to have a relationship with the creator of the universe. Do you know what? When we step into that inheritance, it changes the way we talk, the way we walk, the way we live our life, the way we get up in the morning, the way we interact with others, the way we live our life. It changes everything when you truly step into that inheritance because it's promised. It can't be taken, can't be robbed. That is for you, church. But the beauty of that means, it means we can be fearless with our faith. Fearless with our faith, because it's promised, so it's not going to be taken. So step out in faith for miracles. Step out in faith for sharing Jesus with those that don't know him. Step out in faith for revival. To see this nation, to see this city, to see this region change for Jesus. We have a promised inheritance. There's no need to be fearful. We can do it. Because you've got a plan. You've got a purpose. God sought you out already. With this, it means there is no need to worry, no need to fear, because there is a promised inheritance. Today, church, what does it look like for you to step into that? Because Jesus sought you out. He went through absolutely everything on the cross and the resurrection for you to live in your plan and purpose. He did it for you. What does it look like to be faithful with what you've got? Don't stay comfy. Don't stay in the comfort zone, but step out. Believe for more. Believe that God can do incredible things through you because He can and He will and He wants to. But you need to come and say, Jesus, use me. I want to do what you've got for me. I want to live in that plan and purpose that you've given me. It's a game changer, church. Today can be that day. Do not leave this room. Do not walk out of this auditorium before giving yourself to God. Because when we as a church, as we arise and we step into these things, I believe there is going to be revival. I was praying this week um, for this message and God gave me a really clear word um, and it said joy in the city. I believe that God's placed on my life to be a bringer of joy. But church, we can be the bringers of joy in our city. It's not even we can, we're gonna be. But it takes each and every one of us to realize this, accept it and move in purpose and move together. It takes us to know that we're sought out by God to use what He's given us because we can have all and utter assurance that His faithfulness is true. But church, we've all got a part to play. It's fine for me to stand here and get passionate and a bit sweaty, but I need you to come with me. As a church, as a body, as a unified people who love Jesus, we can make a difference. We can make an impact because God is on the throne. Step out into believe for revival, to believe for more. We are within the world, but we are not of the world. We make a stand. We cut the culture of this world with the love of Jesus as the knife, making a difference with the love of God. Thank you for listening to this audacious podcast. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. We'd love for you to join us at one of our campuses, Manchester, Chester, or online every Sunday, 10 a.m. and 12 p.m.